0: say that again
1: i hope cy is just out there living a great life because he gave the world so much hey sexy lady mm, mm, mm,
0: mm, mm. i almost saw Psy in caesar's palace and honestly who would see Psy now like there wouldn't be a line but that time there was a line
1: What's up, assholes? What's
0: up, assholes?
1: I'm Austin. I'm Elisa. And this is episode number
0: 24, or
1: season two, episode number one of the You're the Asshole podcast.
0: Posted by us truly.
1: Us. us truly. <laughs> us truly.
0: <laughs> That's not a thing, but that should be.
1: <laughs> if for some reason this is the first time you've tuned into our pod on season number two, episode number one, What we do on this pod is we review our favorite posts from the subreddit "Am I the Asshole?" and we discuss them, judge them, comment on them, and bring down our verdict on them.
0: Damn, you know what? Um, I will. I'll kind of. I'll take that back just a little bit because um, sometimes it's not our favorite. Sometimes just the ones that elicit the best type of conversation.
1: Don't tell them that. They're our favorites.
0: Okay, so you're also wondering, what did I miss in the whole season one? Not that much. Season
1: one, we were getting our feet wet, learning our groove.
0: We were starting off. Find me a good season one. A truly great season one. Lost. Uh, Riverdale. There are some out there. Yeah. But the thing is, is usually those ones should never have done more seasons. Do you kind of agree with that? Well, then... Like, do you kind of agree that they were, like, a one-shot? Oh, maybe. Sort of like they needed to know what they were and stop while they were ahead. Then
1: you also have shows like Parks and Rec, where season one is like us. They were trying to figure out their characters, figure out how to write everything, and then it blossomed from there.
0: hmm I like it. So, yeah, so we're season two, episode one. Again, you know, I would say not that much has changed, but truly everything has changed
1: i think so we've ironed out our segments Mm -hmm. we have um learned to not interrupt each other too much we've learned (laughs)
0: pointed at one person not
1: to drink too much before we record
0: that's again one person
1: (laughs) i don't know if you're targeting me or yourself so i'm just gonna leave it as is
0: okay and like any good season finale we left y'all on a cliffhanger you didn't even know was coming. You know when you like kind of come back into the next season and you're like, what's going on? Are we picking up the second after? Are we sort of jumping those summer months? I would say that there was a great season finale.
1: Maybe a little bit of a in-between-the-seasons narrative. Yeah. Because there wasn't much alluding to it going on. But if anybody felt our dynamic... They might have been able to realize.
0: They knew that we were destined to be together forever.
1: <laughs> As entering season two, <laughs> we are now, drumroll, an engaged podcast host couple.
0: got down I one knee, I was like, thank God the podcast is going to last. That was my first thought. I assume that was your thought also, what you were asking.
1: That was my primary was motivation your prim- behind the and, and
0: concern, also. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, the fate of the pod. As I said before we began recording, I do it all for the pod.
0: If I do it all, Austin just sort of mulls over his shitty summary of the week. And by doing so, sort of tricks me in a way where it's like, wow, Austin's giving everything he has. I'm very invested. When really... He's just sort of, you know, flying by in the podcast.
1: I mean, if you can prove that everything I do in life isn't directly or indirectly for the pod, then you've got me.
0: So um, I'll promise this in season two. We are going. uh, I made empty promises in season one when I said I'm going to post this on on our Twitter. I didn't. You know that now this time. I have a notepad next to me. I am determined to bring this podcast to what it should be, uh, to get renewed again. And also, I have ordered a gavel from uh, Amazon. So look forward to that.
1: Oh shit, we need it's to, real uh,
0: verdict time.
1: We need to figure out how that thing sounds.
0: Not not that not any worse than us hitting the mic two to three times. Yeah, that's uh, true. Or yeah. slamming
1: down a can.
0: So tell me, what have you done? Over the summer break,
1: the summer break that <laughs> took place in September.
0: Yeah, between the seasons, that's well, a thing. As we
1: discussed, I proposed to you.
0: Oh my that god! That took up
1: a lot of the break between seasons.
0: Speaking of interrupting, I feel like you're good, Austin's going to live on this proposal for a year. He should, based on like all the great things he did. But I feel like you are going to milk this for at least six months.
1: I am just taking things as they come. I mean, it was the greatest proposal of all time.
0: Oh, my God. And it was perfect okay, for it. us.
1: But, uh, you know, I'm name, not.
0: Write Austin's name in on the ballot.
1: I'm not, um, I wouldn't say milking it. I'm just uh, living off the afterglow.
0: We put it on uh, the social medias today, which means that it's real.
1: It's real now. We can't back out.
0: It wasn't real when he did it. But it was real when we told 200 people we haven't talked to in three years.
1: If people don't see it online, is it even real? No. No.
0: I mean, that's why, isn't that not why everybody posts, just to bring it back around, is that not why everybody posts their Am I the Hassle post online? I feel like some of these people could get some objective opinions out there, but it's like, I need the internet. I need the internet's consensus.
1: Is that not the reason for three quarters of the podcasts in the world? If yeah. it's not online, did the discussion <laughs> exist?
0: Yeah, there you go. But honestly, I say that because I was thinking about this as I was preparing whether or not to call this episode 24 or season two, episode one. The jury's still out on that one.
1: I say we do both because I like the idea of keeping like a counting number of our total number of episodes.
0: Okay. Yeah, of course. But I, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why, when did sitcoms embraced the fact that they weren't gonna show us three months of people's lives on the show.
1: Oh like between seasons?
0: Yeah, and the when it was always in the summer too. There were shows that strayed, but they were always sort of drama shows. You think about all of the the like comedies out there and it's like we'll see each other in six weeks for no reason, you know? I'm curious. It's a curious I don't, thing.
1: I, I feel like I If anyone has the answer in this uh, podcasting duo (laughs) with your RTF study background, that's all you.
0: You never thought about it, though? You were never like, this is a weird thing? What's the word? Timeline to subscribe to? No. No.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I just, I sort of, I take things (laughs) as they come on TV, you know?
0: Sometimes, like... I ask questions like that because I know I in my in my heart, I'm like, they're going to elicit a response that it's like, yeah, why do they do that? And then Austin just shuts me down with like a no. And it's like,
1: it's just what it is. I never really thought about why.
0: There's so many. Oh,
1: that's convenient. Yeah, they're going on summer break. I'm on summer break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Oh, man. Um, It's almost worth being a teacher in this shithole to have a summer break. Not now. I was just going to say, not now.
1: (laughs) Now of all times, it's the worst time to be a teacher. I guess they're getting a little more respect now.
0: Well, they were respected in the beginning of COVID because teachers do so much. Now we have to teach our own kids. And then it's like, now now it's like, why aren't you taking them back? Aren't you going to die for my kid?
1: (laughs) We've had enough of this at-home schooling. We need more of that uh, active babysitter schooling.
0: When you are actually i was just going to say i wasn't uh ask austin when he's on a zoom meeting but i don't think austin has attended a meeting he's had to show his face at for work since april
1: yeah we uh my group from the very beginning we were like no need for video
0: and everyone even your boss was like okay i'll take it
1: yeah nobody wants to do that shit there's no there's no reason
0: nobody requests it where i work but It's sort of an unspoken rule.
1: Wait, to be on (coughs) video? That you have to be on video?
0: Yeah, it's like, I I don't know how where I work managed to do this, but they managed to be the best people at guilting people on to having their screen on. And as a result, I've seen or I've heard more babies than I care to, but I've also seen a lot of cats.
1: I've it's heard. It made
0: me like cats more, honestly.
1: I, I have heard one of my coworkers like young kids. There's one of my coworkers says young kids, so I've heard them. But um, the other people in my group either don't have kids or they're high school or older, so.
0: High, like high school students?
1: Yeah, high school age oh, or older. Oh
0: my God, I thought you meant your coworkers.
1: <laughs> yes, my coworkers are high school age or, or older.
0: Um, I forgot to mention in the midst of this being the season premiere it is also based on around when this might come out our spooky episode
1: and we're recording it in spooky season yeah so i propose our next episode even if it comes out post spooky season there (laughs) might be spooky aspects in it you know what now that we're mentioning this when we were looking for posts, I didn't see any Halloween-themed posts. That's that's weird, actually. Maybe they'll come out after Halloween and we can discuss them then. This leads me to a question. Where would you rank your... Where would you rank Halloween in your, like, top
0: holidays? (sighs) What a question. What are the...
1: I I don't know if if I've led us down a path that we will suck up a ton of time. Oh,
0: I mean, I am nothing but concise <laughs> sorry i tried um well, give me the holidays i have to compare am i doing it against well, Oliver day because there's a no clear favorite i mean there. you
1: obviously christmas thanksgiving but what
0: else what are the um, other one or fourth two? of
1: july
0: okay
1: uh halloween valentine's day and new year's eve yeah valentine's new day, day new year's eve okay. what are other like holidays that we well, I guess you St. don't Patrick's get off Day. Halloween. I mean,
0: but, like, big yeah. ones that I think big most American Big cultural holidays. Yeah. Um, so I used to be the biggest proponent of 4th of July. Like, I was 4th of July's biggest advocate. I was working hard for them. And then Trump became president. <laughs> and I can no longer wear a flag because it, like...
1: It got
0: taken over. It wasn't patriotic anymore. It was just conservative.
1: It's weird because 4th of July, I think, this year felt a little different with Mm. everything going on in the midst of protests and corona than other years of his presidency.
0: I sort of felt, like, just in general, the the, and I give, you know what? I give all the GOP credit for this. They sort of took away um, the American flag from me. And I don't mean that, like, symbolically. I mean, like, physically. I can no longer wear it without being like, what does someone Well, think? you're not
1: supposed to wear it.
0: Right. I know. Tell them that. <laughs> they put it on their belt buckles, on the back of their trucks. or losing fans. Um, so I used to be a big fan because who doesn't like eating a lot in summer months and pool and all that stuff? And then I'm a huge Thanksgiving fan, as Austin knows. I like Thanksgiving because there's no pressure. The pressure is all on the food, but you're not like, fuck, did I not get a good enough gift for someone? I stand by and will continue to stand by the fact that New Year's Eve is the most overrated holiday known to man. It, it just is. There's not much else yeah. to say about it. You can wear really cute outfits. That's what you're going for. I
1: think it really depends on where you live and then like what type of planning you do for Mm -hmm. new year's eve
0: okay like what you want out of
1: it i think new year's eve is like all right if you don't live in a city you have to have someone that plans like a badass party with like 30 of your friends and then that's a great new year's eve i
0: feel like austin is honestly sort of hyping himself up because no
1: i have planned a great new year's eve party
0: with literally Uh, 30 people there
1: two times in a row that were excellent, and people told me that they were some of the best New Year's Eve parties they've ever been to, but that is besides the point.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right,
1: but so I think, like, that's one scenario for a great New Year's Eve. A second scenario is, like, you live in a city that you pay to go to, like, a cool, all-inclusive event where they handle drinks, they have, like, cocktails, they have entertainment, and Mm -hmm. you can go there – the place isn't going to be, like, overcrowded. Exactly. Because you, like, paid a
0: You can actually amount. get a drink.
1: Right. And, like, everybody embraces whatever the theme is.
0: Yeah, that's great. And dresses up. But that's a rarity, that's, that's right? That's a rarity.
1: I've only been to one of those in my life. Um,
0: I've been to none. So if anyone wants to take me to one for 2021.
1: <laughs> and then, like, I guess the third scenario is, like, you're in, like, a... NYC ball drop or which can be a shit show in itself or like another big
0: city. I would post a fourth one for um, all of our older listeners out there where you're sort of like my parents and you just embrace doing nothing and well,
1: that's also, yeah, that's true. I was talking parents, as someone in their 20s, but yeah. when you're at a different point in your life, it's like, I just want to barely it. make the ball drop and then go to sleep.
0: Anytime I talk to my mom and dad, and I every year I ask them this, it's almost like a script we both play out, and I'm like, what are you guys doing this year for, th- for, um, for uh, New Year's? And they're like, you know we don't do anything. And then I'm like, well, are you going to stay up at least for the ball drop? And then they get, like, offended as if they don't go to bed at, like, 11 sometimes. <clears throat> and my dad's like, of course you would stay up. <laughs> and every year they send the same cute photo from their house, but they, like, they love it. When you're that old, who's going to deal with that shit anymore?
1: Yeah. It's funny because my mom loves New Year's, but doesn't Strange. really go to stuff.
0: She just, like, likes the idea and She of really
1: it. likes New Year's. She likes to make black eyed
0: peas. <laughs> No,
1: my dad loves to do it. He you does it every I've year. never
0: had black eyed peas.
1: They're, eh. Uh, but it's just a tradition. She's like always one of the first people to text me for Happy New Year.
0: I had a really good Also v-
1: Happy Birthday, but
0: I had a really good friend of mine who uh, in college we were hanging out together in a party and I was like, Why aren't you drinking? And this guy drank all the time. Like he was just a class A drinker. And he was like, I don't like to start the New Year's off on a bad foot. I don't wanna wake up tomorrow with the hangover. And I'm like, okay, so you won't do it today, but, like, two days from now, you'll be drunk. <laughs> like, this isn't, like...
1: I like the, uh, the idea behind it.
0: <laughs> the idea behind it was great, but if you had known this guy. Yeah. So going back to your point, you know... Yeah,
1: where do you rank it?
0: I'm going to rank... I
1: was going to steer us back, but I'm glad you did.
0: I'm here. You did we it. For season two, episode mm-hmm. one.
1: I was in the passenger seat, and you were, like... The driver flying around corners but you got us to where we were going and so That's i was a little know. nervous but we're here now
0: i'm gonna do christmas <laughs> second It's a weird way to do it
1: oh, yeah that is a weird right? way to do
0: it thanksgiving i still in my heart of hearts thanksgiving is first you know what thanksgiving first christmas and halloween tied for second and they can battle it out for who is second or third next year because i sort of am over christmas a little bit and I'm getting more white as the years go on. And because of that, Halloween's starting to like really like do something in here. Like I'm pointing at my heart, by the way. Like it just it's making me happier and I might in ten years be the person that runs a fucking haunted house. Like neighborhood that kid. That's sort of my thing. What, All about, right. you? what about you?
1: Before I say my top holidays, mm-hmm. I will preface it with saying that Halloween is sick because it's like Christmas in the way that like you can celebrate it the whole month long.
0: That is a great. You point. can't
1: really celebrate Thanksgiving the whole month. Ugh, like you can.
0: Believe me, I know. You
1: can put out like whatever the.
0: Don't, baskets
1: are. It's and called stuff. a
0: cornucopia. Cornucopia. Get the one fucking thing of the holiday <laughs> right. This is why I'm so upset right now. <laughs> uh, this is
1: upsetting.
0: No, just,
1: hear me out. I'm not hating on Thanksgiving. I'm just saying that like Halloween is cool because you can celebrate it for a long time, yeah, like you can Christmas.
0: That's, it's a lot of fun, and you get to think of and maybe outfits. and
1: maybe it's just because like you decorate for Halloween just like you decorate for Christmas, nice. and Thanksgiving isn't really a holiday that you everyone like actively decorates for. So, yeah. saying that, I will say I think my number one always has been and still is Christmas.
0: Uh, basic bitch. It is.
1: But <laughs> it is. I will say like I have a small family, so this might have affected like all of these holidays like you know the classic Thanksgiving is like a huge family gathering, like big table, carving the turkey at the head. Like a lot of the times, it was just me and my parents. Yeah. But I really like Christmas and like the meaning behind it, and like thinking oh, about your like family being, being members. And yeah. well, so I'm Jesus not. Is his birth. I'm not like actively of religious. So I guess saying the meaning behind it was ironic. <laughs> but the meaning behind it for me of like really caring about your family and like. Getting them nice things and
0: you're a gift giver
1: celebrating that together is Mm -hmm. has always been something that I've enjoyed. It's fun and like waking up on Christmas morning and having coffee and like a pastry and and everything. We would have like cinnamon rolls a lot of time in the morning,
0: we were a pancake family. Um, but I like, I like, I like cinnamon rolls. That's a a great thing. Cinnamon
1: rolls are easier than At least you're not
0: like eating a fucking quiche or something. Oh, no. Um, also I like Christmas Eve. Again, just trying, I'm Mexican, so, you know, sort of a different feel.
1: Christmas Eve was never as big for me because my family would never let me open a present on Christmas Eve like some do. And also we would never go to church on Christmas Eve. Mm. So. Christmas Eve, I think, uh, although there is some, like, Scandinavian traditions, like we would always have white fish on Christmas Eve, still do. Um, so I enjoy that.
0: To those who uh, actually give a shit, this is the one thing I'm very excited about, uh, the merger of Austin and me. Is of
1: holiday traditions. The holiday
0: traditions is we get to leave the dry-ass turkey aside for Christmas because we already fucking had it on Thanksgiving, guys what are you white people doing? And we get to have the tamales on Christmas Eve and fish on Christmas Day. It's Well, the fish perfect. is
1: Christmas Eve.
0: Oh, well, we'll figure that we out. We have tamales and fish. We'll figure that out, um, yeah. I could like get steak, something hearty. But yeah,
1: for Christmas Day, we don't really have as much of a tradition, but we usually don't do a turkey, like a ham or something.
0: Like, yeah, you gotta switch it up a bit.
1: So, moving on from Christmas as my number one, I think I would say... Thanksgiving number two, mm. um, although in my older years, Halloween is growing on me. Halloween, Same. I think, is, like, my mom's favorite, but... Um, I
0: don't know why Austin says he thinks. There are a lot of stories, and I know he probably want to go into them, but your mom is sort of a Halloween goddess. Yeah. Like,
1: well, her birthday <laughs> is, like, right around halloween my
0: birthday's next this weekend but your mom is killing it in the halloween game (laughs) but
1: so thanksgiving i like i have all these memories of waking up watching football like the cowboys are always on thanksgiving um unfortunately when i was a kid we didn't watch college football so i never was watching ut play our alma mater but Mm. so always watching cowboys games like eating in the afternoon with my dad. And we would always, for a long, a lot of the time we would play the Redskins, which is my mom's team, or the Washington football team now, <laughs> okay. PC. That is
0: ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> not the so R the word, the Washington football team yeah. name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That I love they're selling all this merch now that just says football team. Like, it's sort of hilarious. If I was uh, one of their fans, I would, like, buy all that it's shit. It's perfect.
0: It's, like, it's the best thing to wear yeah. while you're shooting, like, a, a show you don't have to wear it copyright for. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Just generic team. State. Trademark. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just watching football, eating. But I want to say Halloween is a close, very close third. S- M- might become tied with Thanksgiving. It's
0: coming up there.
1: Um. I do think if, like, I lived somewhere that was more conducive to decorating, like, the outside of the house, I would really embrace it more. Oh, yeah. Because I do like Halloween, and I'm, like, really looking forward to, like, passing out candy and everything. And I do like dressing up. Um,
0: So here's a cliffhanger real quick. Austin and I have ordered what I think are some pretty great costumes. Is it
1: a cliffhanger if we're going to tell them what it is? We're
0: going to tell them next week. Remember, it's a spooky...
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Should we tell them now? No, no, we can. It's all you. Well, we'll
1: tell them next time because we'll see how everything, like, turns out.
0: Yes, but we have have ideas, and they are, I think, pretty great ones.
1: Inappropriate for the year 2020.
0: Everything has to be topical. You can't live in a year like 2020 and watch it go by as you have an opportunity to capture it in a costume.
1: Yeah, of of all years to have, like, a relevant costume i feel like 2020 has so many themes that you can play off of
0: so those are your top three and i would assume that new year's comes fourth, or are you just arbor daying it for fourth um martin luther king indigenous people day i would
1: say fourth of july slash slash new year's one thing so i do really enjoy new year's and like the idea behind celebrating the new year, and I have a lot of good new year's memories from the end of high school till now. Um, I remember Y2K that, uh, what, 2000?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, that was the first new year's that I do remember, or one of the first. But um, I, Fourth of July, like, I really like, I think one thing that the fourth really has going for it is you're off of work for it.
0: Oh, God. Whereas
1: New Year's uh, Day, Wait, New Year's Day, you're off, right? But not New Year's Eve. Which
0: is, no, 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 you're off, exactly, sorry, you're off New Year's Day, you're not off New Year's Eve, and then some people, and you have to go back on the second. Yeah. So it's like, you can't start drinking as early as you like, and you can't nurse your hangover as much as you would like. Well,
1: I guess you can, you can nurse it on New Year's Day. And there's fo- oh, football true. to watch. that's
0: true. People kind of get, like, get drunk then. But,
1: like, I feel like you're trying to get ready for your night and stuff. And if, like, New Year's Eve is on a weekday, then you almost have to leave work early to get in the vibe. It's
0: true. And if anybody is really – if alcohol is the reason why anybody, like, likes a holiday over one holiday, it's – it's sh- your holiday you should love is Thanksgiving because, statistically, the day before – Is the day that bars make the most money in the United States?
1: Yeah, everyone goes home.
0: Everyone just gets trashed. It's great. um, Throw a turkey. Fourth of July,
1: you're off the day of, so you really just get to embrace it the entire day, which is cool. And like hang out in pools and just day drink, which is always exciting. Mm -hmm. So I think that New Year's are tied for me. And
0: that. Is our, uh, I think you're coming to our podcast about holidays. We yeah. will see you next week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're pivoting.
0: <laughs> so um, I think it's time to move on to our segments. The first one we are doing today is not a presentation of in what order we do them, but it's here to stay, I think. And As we said
1: before, we sort of, we well, we think at least we ironed out our segments in season one. So. We're sort of hoping we're smooth sailing from here in yep. that regard.
0: And it's flashcard time.
1: So it's flashcard time. If you haven't listened before, uh, one of us comes up with 15 different flashcards that exemplify asshole or not the asshole scenarios, and they read them off rapid style to the other host who has to come up with the verdict asshole or not the asshole.
0: And we do it in a minute and thirty seconds, just to keep that like rapid fire response. We don't want you to mull it over. It's like what comes to you. Some are relevant to what is going on right now, as they always are, and some just sort of like meh, game to me. So, um, and
1: even in even though this is in audio form and not visual. We write them on cards, and then we toss them aside, David Letterman style, after Mm. reading them. You
0: really have to bring it in your own visuals for it to translate to audio. Mm -hmm. Do you sort of feel like that? Mm -hmm. I wrote them this week, so obviously they're great. As always. I am going to put one minute and 30 seconds on our little clock here, and I'm going to read them to Austin, and we will see what his... Austin just burped our pasta meal.
1: And my beer, which we'll get to later on. They
0: did not mix well. All right. Are you ready, actually? Yes. Three. I was born ready. Two, one, go. Looking in someone's medicine cabinet at a party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not the asshole.
0: (laughs) Texting a group chat you got engaged that features a person who will not be invited to your wedding.
1: Oh, not the asshole.
0: Preferring Barnacle Boy over Mermaid Man.
1: Not the asshole.
0: Giving kids pretzels or popcorn instead of candy at Halloween. Asshole. Not cleaning out your crock pot that you own but your roommate uses.
1: Uh, Asshole?
0: Telling a person they have something on their teeth in front of others. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) Trading sexual favors for Monopoly board pieces. What? You know, like if you give me boardwalk, I'll no, give I, you a BJ.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, asshole?
0: Posting on the People of Walmart page.
1: Uh, not the asshole.
0: Dressing up as a generic sports team member for Halloween. Asshole. Because you- <laughs> asshole. Oh, okay. Asshole. All right, there's more. Asking <laughs> if someone wants water and giving them vitamin water when they say yes. Asshole. Se- uh, seeking out your ethnicity while searching for porn.
1: Not the asshole.
0: (laughs) Using an actual dead celebrity's name on a fake tombstone decoration.
1: Wait, repeat, please.
0: Using an actual dead celebrity's name on a fake tombstone decoration for Halloween. Not the asshole. Flipping off refs as a spectator when they can see you.
1: (laughs) Not the asshole.
0: (laughs) Playing YMCA at your reception.
1: (laughs) Not the asshole. Do what you want. Participating
0: in the Rose Garden Massacre oh, 2020. Oh, asshole. We're done. We're done. A
1: little, a little over. A little over. Those were, I laughed more than I expected I to at I, I
0: was so happy with the first.
1: What was the very first the one? The very
0: first one I was looking at someone's medicine cabinet oh, at a party. I
1: thought was like, sometimes you go to a party. Why did
0: you, why did you laugh? Is it because you, you saw, we, we watched a show where that sort of happened. Oh, is
1: it? Well, that's
0: how I got inspiration from but like what is it about that that really stuck with you
1: so I could just see myself like in college or shortly after yeah. just being trashed at a house party yes. in a bathroom like taking too long and just like I wonder what, what they got in here and just looking around in it I could see that by the way
0: just because did it doesn't mean it wasn't an asshole. Move. I'm
1: not going to judge people for that as long as they don't steal anything like what's the problem? Do you
0: think it's sort of like it's out there? It's sort of out there so you're asking for it? Not in a... Cons- no, they're not. <laughs> it seemed like a consent type of no, thing. No,
1: not not that. I mean it's
0: just It's it's it's, like it's a little joy of life. It's yeah. Kind of like like you're not going
1: to their bedroom and looking in their drawers. You're just looking in the medicine cabinet in the bathroom.
0: It's like oh, you, Prozac. They, okay. they walk
1: in you're like oh I just wanted to see if you had a Q-tip. You know. That is a Or you have some Tums. My stomach's feeling weird.
0: That is a better one. Can you imagine if I, like, I can't imagine if someone came up to me at a party. I I think one of my friends came up to you one time and asked if you had floss. And I even felt like that might have been a little going too far. Can you imagine if someone was like, Austin, do you have a Q-tip? It'd be like, can't you deal with this at home? Well, no, like,
1: I'm a great host. I don't judge.
0: Austin's also very into his Q-tips. One of these days, he's going to bust an eardrum.
1: I've been training my whole life to not bust my eardrum with the (laughs) Q-tips.
0: Is there any other ones you wanted to go over?
1: Oh, man, they just came through so fast, I don't even know.
0: I mean, you can... We All
1: right, this porn one. Searching out your ethnicity while searching for porn. Was there a motivation behind this? Where was your inspiration for
0: this one? Oh, excuse me, that's not how it works. I give the questions, I don't answer them. This is a, a sort of a it's, it's like a, an interview, you know, you don't get to give it back. No, I, you know, what was really interesting is that I, I have seen this before and it's people talk, it was, uh, questions like an articles by vice or something like that. And it was like, is it racist to not want to watch, you know, like black, white, whatever porn, if I'm not that person, just because I don't get turned on as much someone was like, Maybe you don't find those people attractive because systematic racism, blah blah blah, which also sort of makes sense. But then there was the other part of somebody in the comments or somebody who's writing it who was like, "Can't we just like let ourselves like what we want to like in like the deepest shame of like searching for porn?" And as long as it's not like illegal searching stuff that's you shouldn't be looking at, it's like right.
1: Like you like who you like. Jesus, like well,
0: kind of. It's like I mean, you know, there's a conditioning to porn for sure. But but yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it come up before, and then I just sort of thought about it. I was like, this is this is a philosophical question, if not a humorous question. And you said not the asshole.
1: I said not the asshole.
0: Okay, I I could ask more questions, but I think I think mean it's you good can I That you yeah. can if you want to. <laughs>
1: You're welcome to. I mean, we are an interracial couple. I know.
0: That's why it's a funny question. I think that's why it's a funnier question. (laughs) And then on a PG note, giving out pretzels, giving out popcorn balls. I love a good popcorn. But you got to go candy or you...
1: I will say like if it's very like flavored popcorn, that might be acceptable.
0: So if it's like kettle corn, what if it's like a...
1: Or like one of those bags of corn where they've got like all the different colors. Okay. Those are fun.
0: Yeah. Um, And sort
1: of Halloween appropriate, I guess. Before
0: we get get on to the next segment, if you had all the money in the world, what would be the candy that you would give out during Halloween?
1: So I have to think, what would I have wanted as a kid? So I'm going to either say full-size Snickers or full-size Reese's Bar. Okay. Because those were my two – like. I never got full-size bars. Like, nobody fucking gets full-size bars as a kid and until, no. like... I feel like the full-size bar, like, trend became a thing, like, in the last five-ish years. Yeah,
0: it was, like, how rich people were, but like... it's because, how like... How can we make poor people feel worse about themselves? Well, I think
1: they're... it's also because, like, our generation was getting old enough and, like, getting enough money to do shit like that.
0: That's very true.
1: And, like, always wanted that as a kid. But I, my favorite... Of the all the candy, Halloween candy when I was a kid, which was tough because like for a long time I was lactose intolerant when I was a kid, so I couldn't have chocolate, Dude. was the mini Snickers and the individual Reese's, like the individual Reese's especially. So if I were like to give out anything with unlimited budget, it would be full size of both of those.
0: I guess you just hate kids that have a peanut allergy.
1: No. Uh. So... <laughs> I remember this, going to the door and asking them specifically, do you have anything that's not chocolate? Because I couldn't have chocolate. If I got chocolate, I had to give it to my mom, and she ate it because I couldn't eat it. So I would, now that you bring it up, and this is a good point, because I need to be prepared when we have candy for the kids. Kids. I need to have a chocolate substitute for kids that can't have chocolate.
0: I think as much as I want to go I chocolate, I need to get a
1: fucking good one too because sometimes you would get some bullshit when people didn't have chocolate and Whoa. they gave you something else.
0: I think I'm going to go strong, but just a little outside the box. Of the spectrum, I think I'm going to go Sour Patch Kids, the small little ones. I think you need a break from all the chocolate.
1: Yeah, you do need a break. Unless you're like a gluttonous chocolate lover like me and then you Gustus just want all Gloop. of it. That's a good question, though.
0: So um, the next segment of ours is shitty summary and it is uh when one of the hosts gives the other host a movie or a TV show it's sort of been gearing towards movies the past few weeks now and it started off as sort of a book report for movies and the shitty summary came from the fact that the summary was shitty well it's sort of been reinvented that now the movie is shitty but the summary is top notch i'll say they.
1: the movie or show is always shitty
0: i think it was interesting i think at one point <laughs> we did one like a few that would not be considered as bad as we
1: yeah we did had bojack gone. one time
0: yeah we've gone to like the depths of bad movies i like, think it's great though oh i love it or i wouldn't do it i mean it's it's sort of a a brilliant time every every week or so when I get to like hear about the movies I've heard of in terms of like cult classics but know nothing about so the movie that I gave Austin this week and I kind of grappled with a few because I was like are we gonna go horror Halloween fear.com made its way into my mind But then I was like, you know what?
1: Is that a movie?
0: Oh, it's a movie. It's about a terrible internet website or something like that. I've never heard of this. It was the early 2000s where everyone was like, the internet will kill you. Uh, But the movie we picked, or I picked this week, is Leprechaun from 1993 starring Jennifer Aniston. And I will let Austin take over from there.
1: Thank you for that prelude.
0: Actually, real quick, this isn't supposed to be crazy long. But sometimes Austin likes to just sort of become the, like, gifted and talented kid and just sort of, like, goes his own way with it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, shitty summary time.
0: (laughs) This is fun.
1: Well, it's October, assholes, and you know what that means. Shitty scary movie time. For this episode of Shitty Summary, we're bringing you the 1993, dare I say it, Halloween classic, Leprechaun. For those of you that have never seen this movie before, buckle up and enjoy the ride to the end of a rainbow filled with stereotypical and sometimes xenophobic imagery, characters and plot points that were also common in the early 90s. And for those of you that have seen the film, you probably know why we picked it. Perhaps the most surprising aspect of this film is its cast list. Leprechaun stars Warwick Davis of Star Wars and Harry Potter fame. Mark Holton, who's film, uh, Professor Fitl- Flitwick?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you know that? You know what? I didn't, oh. but I thought it was Professor I did not know.
1: <laughs> okay. Mark Holton, whose filmography is impressively long for an average Joe from Oklahoma, and Jennifer Aniston in her first speaking role on the big screen. Oh. Her only prior role in a movie was as an extra in a 1988 McDonald's-sponsored E.T. ripoff titled Mac and Me, which seems like the perfect type of movie to be in one of our future shitty summaries. In an attempt to pivot from a career in television, the film's writer-director, Mark Jones, decided a low-budget horror movie was his best option to make it off television sets and into theaters. Drawing inspiration from Lucky Charms commercials—no, literally, he has said this— Jones thought a great horror film could star a leprechaun as the antagonist. He also had seen the recent success of small characters in the movie Critters. No! Sorry.
0: (laughs) Critters? That's what you want to be?
1: Combining the two, he pitched the idea of a small murder-driven leprechaun to Trimark Studios, and it stuck. As it turns out, the best thing for this movie was the hire of Warwick Davis, Mark Jones had originally envisioned a, his main antagonist in the film as a whole to be very dark, but when Davis was brought in, he added his own spin to the character, creating a more humorous leprechaun. This, combined with the studio's insistence on adding more gore into the movie, to the point that scenes had to be reshot, morphed the original low-budget dark horror flick into a shit show of a comedy horror film full of exaggerated gore, one-liners, and uninspiring characters. The movie begins as all good <laughs> horror movies do.
0: <laughs> that was the intro.
1: <laughs> that was the intro. With someone in the past fucking something up that sets in motion the evil and almost inevitable events of the film. Mm-hmm. In 1983, good old Dan O'Grady returns home to North Dakota after his trip to his motherland, Ireland. It turns out O'Grady lived out his wildest Irish story time aspirations while on this trip and stole a pot of gold from a leprechaun and brought it back to the States with him.
0: Oh my fucking God. How to get that through TSA?
1: <laughs> Upon returning home, he buries the gold, because what else would you do with it, but soon discovers that the recently robbed and very vengeful Lubdon, the leprechaun, followed him home and murdered his wife. As all Irish do, O'Grady happens to have a four-leaf clover on hand, which he uses to suppress the leprechaun's powers long enough that he can trap him in a crate. O'Grady intends to bury the crate and rid the world of the leprechaun forever, but before he can, he has a stroke. Ten years later... JD. <laughs> yes. Flash forward to a quick ten years later...
0: This movie does not deserve a time lapse.
1: <laughs> J.D. Redding and his teenage daughter, Tori, played by Jennifer Aniston, move into the O'Grady farmhouse for the summer. Three contractors come by to help repaint the farmhouse, including a dim-witted simpleton, Ozzie, played by Mark Holton, and two brothers, Nathan and Alex. While stumbling through the basement, Ozzie hears cries for help, which he believes could be a child coming from an old and dust-covered crate nearby. He brushes, off of, he brushes a four-leaf clover off the top of the crate, which suddenly frees the entrapped Lubden, the leprechaun, who is full of ten years of bloodthirsty rage after getting his shit stolen, stuffed in a crate, and his powers taken away from him by the presence of a common weed. Ozzy flees the basement to find the other contractors, but can't convince them that he's seen a leprechaun. He soon spots a rainbow in the sky and chases after it under the belief that he'll find gold at the end. I mean, if you've just seen a real-life leprechaun, wouldn't you say fuck it and chase after that rainbow, too? I'm on Ozzy's side here. Thinking he's crazy and worried he'll hurt himself, Alex chases after him. Suddenly, a bag of 100 gold coins appears in front of Ozzy, who proceeds to bite a coin to see if it's real. That's what he did with the gold, right?
0: Yeah, there were other methods, though.
1: And in true slapstick fashion, accidentally swallows it. Alex and Ozzy... (laughs) decide to hide the bag of coins in a nearby well to come back for later, with plans to use the small fortune to help fix Ozzy's brain. Brain? Yeah, because he was a dim-witted simpleton. Oh, a
0: simpleton, sim- a simpleton. Mm-hmm. right.
1: Back at the farm, the leprechaun lures JD into a trap and bites his hand, injuring him badly. Tori and the contractors rush him to the hospital to get tended to. Unbeknownst to them, Luddon is following closely behind on a tricycle. I mean, what else would a leprechaun be riding? Alex and Ozzie leave to visit a pawn shop to make sure that this very real leprechaun's gold is real as well. Soon after, the leprechaun shows up and murders the store owner for stealing his gold. Fresh off the kill, he returns back to the farmhouse to search for the remainder of his gold. While searching in stereotypical fashion, he shines every shoe and house along the way. How nice.
0: Wait, he shines every... Is this a leprechaun thing? I think that's thing? like a
1: leprechaun thing. They like they shine shoes. We'll
0: get back to this later.
1: I guess they're small to close to the ground. Tori, Ozzy, Nathan, and Alex leave JD at the hospital and return to the farmhouse to find it torn apart. Nathan goes outside to check for any evidence is caught by a bear trap that was set by the leprechaun. The crew finds a shotgun inside, which they use to shoot the leprechaun several times, but it seems to have no effect on the little green man. They then attempt to flee the farm, but in classic horror fashion, their truck won't start as the leprechaun sabotaged it after they returned home in a clear attempt to delay the plot so the film would last an appropriate hour and a half instead of just killing them outright, abandoning his tricycle and now donning a go-kart. The leprechaun rams into the group's truck and continues terrorizing them until Alex and Ozzie reveal to him they found the pot of gold. Tori goes to the well and retrieves the pot of gold for the leprechaun. Believing the nightmare to be over, Tori, the brothers, and Ozzy return to the hospital to check on J.D. and his injury. Ozzy tells them the story of Dan O'Grady and that he has been in a nearby nursing home ever since suffering from a stroke 10 years prior. Tori decides to visit the nursing home to see if O'Grady has any info on how to kill the leprechaun. Unbeknownst to the group, the leprechaun counting counted his return bag of gold coins and realized it was one short of the 100 coins it originally contained. <laughs> Lubdan I guess. Lubden gets to the nursing home before Tori and poses as O'Grady. When Tori shows up, he surprises her and chases her down the hall into the elevator in a gold-obsessed rage. As she's descending, the leprechaun tosses O'Grady's bloodied body down the shaft after her. During his last breaths, O'Grady reveals the most important thing he knows about the Leprechaun to Tori. His weakness is a four-leaf clover. (gasps) (gasps) Tori returns home to search for the four-leaf clover until she is once again attacked by the Leprechaun. Man, you'd think they'd just give him back all of his gold at this point. Nathan and Ozzie save her, and Ozzie reveals to them all that he accidentally swallowed the last gold coin.
0: Well, he'll get it back,
1: so... (laughs) The leprechaun launches himself onto Ozzy to try to dig the coin out of his body and critically injures him in the process. Oh my God. <laughs> Luckily, Tori has since found the clover and in a harrowing act appropriate for the level of depth of the script, Alex sticks it in a wad of gum and shoots it into, lepre- into the leprechaun's mouth before he can kill Ozzy. He begins to melt and falls into the well, but he can't go out that easy. His skeleton begins to climb out of the well, but Nathan pushes him back in, dumps gasoline down it, and lights it on fire. The cops soon show up, reuniting her with her father, and they investigate the well. In a perfect ending to a memorable film, we hear the voice of the leprechaun yell out from the grave that he will not rest until he recovers every last piece of gold. Leprechaun clocks in at a 21% on Rotten Tomatoes, and despite all of the haters, of which there are many, I think many would consider this film a success. The production and distribution studio Trimark Pictures spent less than $1 million on the movie, but it made nearly $2.5 million in the first week, thanks in part to marketing partnerships with the NBA, American Stock Exchange, Domino's, and Subway. That's disturbing. All in total, it made $8.5 million in the box office and sold over a 100- million thousand copies on vhs five sequel films were eventually made and two reboots all with the goal of educating the world of the dangers of stealing a leprechaun's gold but perhaps the greatest accomplishment of all for leprechaun was being highlighted in this shitty summary if this shows us anything it is certainly that if anything has lasting power in the u.s it's shittiness one thing that I didn't include in here, which I would like to point out, TriMark Pictures went on to become Lionsgate. for that. No,
0: I like that. I'm just saying, like this is not a this is not a one off. You know, this isn't a studio so you'll never hear. This was about again. their
1: first in-house movie. Really? They mm-hmm.
0: Well, they got Jennifer Aniston, so they did something right. So Austin is reading this next to me, and before he started reading it, he had one. Uh, just kind of like one request of me, and I think I did a pretty good job of it. I would say 80% of the time, I did not look at his screen while he was reading it, but at the end, he did put a put a place for a dramatic pause. So I just going to let the...
1: It's, it's more of a script than a, script. a report, so...
0: Yeah, um, and as he was reading, I was taking notes, and I literally... Can't, oh, I just put kill leprechaun, and then I can't even read the second one. But you answered it because I was like, if you put a leprechaun in a crate. It's not like putting a human in a crate. I don't know. I've never been around. He's Let's magic. Call. Exactly. You can't just put a magical creature in a crate and then be like, "They're going to die. I'm done." They're not a human. Well, they that's can live why in crates forever. Oh, Grady
1: was trying to bury him because he knew he couldn't kill him because oh. he was Irish. The original guy that oh. stole the pot of gold. So he—that's that, not
0: the guy with the. But that's not the guy with a stroke.
1: Yes. Yes. Great. Okay, okay. So he intent he stuffed him in the crate, and he was going to bury him. But before he could bury him, he had a stroke.
0: Oh, so okay. he
1: he was going to put him underground where he knew like the leprechaun would maybe live forever, but like he would be in the crate underground right. with the clover, so he wouldn't have his powers.
0: So in doing your, he was a smart guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean,
1: so for the stealing the gold aspect. So
0: in a in your shitty summary and. Having um, the the history of watching Luck of the Irish, what would you say would be better?
1: I think Luck of the Irish is on par with like the Irish stereotypes Mm -hmm. and folklore.
0: They both sort of do that.
1: Just reading about this just immediately made me think of Luck of (laughs) the Irish. Yeah,
0: (laughs) okay, because I did it with mine too. A four leaf clover. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a bar they all got drunk in like every day. You know. To add yeah. to the stereotypes, <laughs> um, that's yeah, that's a really wild of a movie summary. I think you did a great job.
1: I do really want to watch this movie this month now.
0: <laughs> you know, we talk. <laughs> it seems absurd. We talk about this about watching the movies that we do, and I would say I would watch half of them, but I sort of feel like some of them are just they they push the buttons of things that I hate and. I didn't know that I hated movies about leprechauns until you started reading. What, because Your you summary? think they're
1: creepy or something?
0: Yeah, they're like, unless you're at a Notre Dame football game, I don't want to see a fucking leprechaun anywhere. Like, they're creepy. Do you not agree?
1: <laughs> I mean, they are a little. I mean, like, is it because they're little?
0: No. Are I'm, you sizes? No, I, I don't know what is it is. Is that why the
1: Notre Dame ones don't creep you out? Because they're normal sized?
0: Excuse me, they're like four or ten dudes. I'm just saying, they are smaller guys. They pick
1: shorter guys to do it. Oh
0: yeah, they're like. I didn't
1: know that. That's funny. They
0: really are. Most of them have like legitimate red hair. It's like when you watch a movie about a home invasion, you're like, "This is scary," but it's like it's a lot different than like this is so creepy. I mean, you know my issues with certain movies, but like I I think think,
1: I'm the opposite. Like the unrealistic creepy like doesn't bother me, but like
0: but that the realistic like (laughs) home
1: invasion stuff does.
0: Yeah. Austin and I have sort of come to the the realization that we're going to be together for most of the holidays this year. And so why not watch this one during Halloween and Santa Claus Conquers the Martians during Christmas?
1: Yeah, I think that's going to become one of our new Christmas traditions after reviewing that movie. I
0: honestly feel bad for anybody who spends a Christmas with us and they're like, why am I being subjected to this?
1: If I remember correctly, it's like a fairly short movie so they can suck it up. Deal with it.
0: (laughs) I thought you were (laughs) going to say they can suck it. I was like, oh, okay.
1: (laughs) That too. They can suck it.
0: Uh, Speaking of sucking it up, what are you drinking today?
1: Our third segment, and possibly the most marketable. What are you drinking today? Uh, Today, I am drinking a beer that comes to us from Southern Star Brewing. I'm pretty sure it's in DF. No, it's not. It's from Conroe, Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, appropriately themed for Halloween, it is cyborg, Like cyborg, but with a gourd. Mm. So the imagery, there's a pumpkin head on top of a big robot. And then there's UFOs.
0: That's the best part.
1: Um, it's pumpkin flavored. I know people make fun of, like, pumpkin spice lattes and basic girls, but, like, pumpkin beer and... It's that season <laughs> is like the basic guy craft beer thing for October, but I love it because it tastes, most of them taste pretty good. I
0: think that's probably why it became a basic thing in the first place. It because it tastes good. shit, it tastes good. I'm like the only pers- like, person that doesn't like pumpkin that much.
1: I would like you to try this beer oh, as someone. Oh, on Okay. Does, uh, it's so good to me that I've almost finished all of it by the time we're doing this segment.
0: Oh, that's really fucking good. You like it? That's good because everything it has all the elements and the flavors of pumpkin, but it is not too it's not too it's not sweet because it's a beer.
1: It's an, so it's, it's, it's an ale pumping. and it's 6.3%. I I rated it 3.75 I like it. out of 5 on untapped. I would maybe consider upgrading that to a 4 out of 5. So um That's what I'm drinking today. What are you drinking today?
0: Well, for the first time in possibly a long time, Austin does really not know what I'm drinking today. So my sister came by this weekend and visited me, and she left one of these beers, and she really enjoys them. It's called the Salty Lady, which I very much appreciate. Made in Texas by Texans. And it is brewed and canned by Martin House Brewing Company in Fort Worth, Texas. So it's a tart and refreshing Goose, right? That's how you say that. Ghost. (laughs) Ghost. It's a tart and refreshing ghost. It's 5.2%. And uh, it's really salty. It's like putting some beach water and throwing a lime over it. But in the most refreshing of ways. So I'm going to let Austin try it here. I don't think he's going to like it.
1: Not a huge fan. But I don't like a lot of ghosts, so.
0: My sister really likes uh, ghosts, but she also really likes sour beers, too. So we sort of have a... sort of our thing we really enjoy these type of beers Um, but i can only have one but having one i would give it like a 3.5 out of 5 again maybe 3.75 out of 5 for for like what it is i think it's refreshing i think it's tasty and it has a nice little i don't even know a statue a mermaid on it it's
1: like a it's like a day beer
0: yes i agree it is a day beer yeah have it at a pool with a mask
1: So it's about time, I think, to move along to the star of the show, the highlight of the podcast, our review of Am I the Asshole posts.
0: We look at them. We give our verdict. We tell you who's the asshole. And then I guess I should say we do two each. And um, like I said, hand down our verdict. And this one today uh, comes to us from ABC Throwaway 9. Am I the Asshole for assigning a racist woman next to an African-American man. So my office reopened last week with social distancing because my team is fairly small, but we all had to take a COVID-19 test. My superior was busy handling reopening procedures, so he made me in charge of keeping people in line and basically handling the entire first floor. Again, my office is pretty small. So a lot of people start trickling in and find their assigned place in line when this woman walks up to me and claims that she feels uncomfortable being in line near a black man. The black man she was referring to was actually a friend of mine who I explained this all to later. This woman was new here and worked a floor above me, so we didn't know each other well, and when she said that, it took everything I had to keep myself from slugging her. I instead moved her up in line next to him. I gave her a new line tag and the expression on her face morphed into some kind of anger and shock. She said I wasn't respecting her beliefs and that I was being rude, and then she stormed off. I told my girlfriend about this, and she agreed the woman was super racist, but said I should have just respected her opinion and moved her away instead of acting immature. But I still think I'm in the right for this. Am I the asshole Reddit? There is an edit. I will wait.
1: So uh clearly we're starting off with one where the answer is obvious.
0: <laughs> is it though? I, all
1: right, I I, I guess I, I guess we can, th- it. No, it,
0: yeah. we can talk about it. No, we can't talk about it because I picked this for a certain reason.
1: So obviously the lady <laughs> is like, oh, racist. So right? you're going to question whether or not like OP is an asshole for intentionally putting her next to someone that she is prejudiced against.
0: Yeah. What
1: I ask is...
0: (laughs) What do you ask, Austin?
1: This is something, like, at my company, that you would immediately, like, go tell HR that this comment was made. Like, what the fuck is going on with this cult? I guess she's a new person there, but, like, with the culture of this company where, like, the lady isn't like, you know what, instead of doing something meaningful about this... I'm gonna play a prank on her.
0: Well, that's what I. That this is why I specifically picked this post. Austin's over here, like, oh, way to give me a sucker for the first one. When in reality, it's like one. Why is OP making this into like a sitcom, or, or or rather, sorry, the dramatic, the (laughs) dramatic episode of a sitcom where some asshole learns that being racist is a bad thing because they had to hang out with someone who was someone they normally would hate, but they were nice. Like, this what sitcom, the
1: fuck, Opie? The sitcom definitely has a live audience. <laughs>
0: yes, it's a growing pains, though. It's like of the 90s, so it wasn't pure comedy. There still was a little bit of like, let me teach you something. But the other part of it, as you mentioned, HR was like, I don't think there is one because she keeps on talking about it being a small company. And I just. They've
1: got at least one HR person.
0: Speaking of small companies and one HR person, um, I myself was in a company where it was a small company with one HR person. And uh, that was the most poorly mismanaged HR department I've ever seen. So, well, maybe
1: that's the thing is I'm coming yeah. from a much larger company. Same, but so maybe that's why my thought was that. So if you're at a large, uh, small, a much smaller one, maybe you're like, well, nothing's going to happen.
0: I remember being at this small company and having one of the new workers that came in, and they were like an hour- hourly worker. And this guy walked up to me and I was like an adamant at the time. And he was like, hey, sweetie, could you grab me um, this blah, blah, blah. But he called me sweetie like three or four times. And I like looked around and was like, this isn't weird. And I had to tell HR and she like quietly talked to him um, and told him to never talk to me again so like hr and small departments
1: never talk to you again she, like, not even just not address you in she that way like, i
0: could not talk to her and i was like that's not what i want what i want <laughs> is like someone to be like this is highly inappropriate for a yeah but like small hrs are the, just sort of the death of like civility real rules etc um so op taken, has taken it upon herself to sort of like give people these lessons
1: yeah so I mean in a small <laughs> company like that I think it's great what she did because I don't did. know if y'all know but I love the pranks and so this I mean prank this lady put her next to somebody that makes her uncomfortable and maybe eventually she'll realize that she's wrong in being prejudiced
0: if I lived in a world where black people didn't have a say um I would be like this is hilarious this is amazing like white Karen gets to like get her comeuppance but that's not the world and this guy just like has to deal with her hostility yeah
1: I guess it is sort of fucked because he's (laughs) put in a position where he has to deal with this lady
0: yeah and also like she says she explained this all to him later because he was her friend so she sort of (laughs) fucked over her friend but then she didn't even have the decency to sort of let him in on the prank, right? Yeah. Like, that would have been greater. Right. It would have been like, hey, can uh can you just like just sort of sort of bring it either with your niceness or just like any comments that make her feel a little uncomfortable. Just a little bit. He's like also the butt of the joke too, because he doesn't know about it. Sort of crappy.
1: Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that upon the original reading.
0: Yes, and again, he, she might be like that perfect type of woman that's not going to say, I assume OP's white. So she would never probably say this to someone who wasn't white. So he could just be like, man, this woman's being like super, like again, hostile or like does she stand-off-ish. not standoffish or like what's her deal? Like maybe his first thing isn't like, oh, she's just super racist.
1: Yeah, I will say from the post, we don't know, like, if anything happened between the two of them once she was, like, moved up in line, right?
0: Yeah, well, can I read the edit? Sure. So after reading every post, I never realized what I might have put my friend through. So I called him up, and I sincerely apologized for unknowingly making him uncomfortable and upset. I told him that I shouldn't have done that, and by that action, caused him to suffer more than the asshole woman. I also reported her to HR. So that's that. Thank you all for making me a somewhat better person than I was last week. So like there was the well, option. we a good for, edit. I mean, it's a good edit. There's growth. But like, so there was an HR to report her to.
1: Well, every company's going to have an HR. Yeah. It's just if like, so the reason I mentioned it is because like we have a culture of, Uh, discussing stuff like that and it not being acceptable. Yeah. So I could see if you're at a different company that maybe not being a discussion, especially if you had a smaller one.
0: You have to take it into your own hands. So
1: that's why, like, for me my immediate thought is, well this is something that you need to discuss with HR. But at a place where you know, that conversation isn't brought to light, people might not think of that.
0: Yeah, I just, I, um I think about, well, one, side note, I think about all the things that I'm like, damn, this should have gone to HR if there had been one here. But two, I'm like, even as someone who's not white, it's like, I don't want to be, on the the other side of this, I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, come hang out with me because if you hang out with me, you'll realize that not all Mexicans are like rapists or, you know,
1: Murders, murders.
0: Thank you. Like I don't, I don't want her to justify an entire group of people. It's too much. It's too much for me. I just want to like be able to like live.
1: Yeah, I'm curious if like her intention was to show the lady that like other ethnicities are good people as well, or just to like fuck with her. I think it was just to fuck with her.
0: I think it might be both, and the intentions can be good, but the the outcome is shitty. So I'm gonna say that. Um, I'm going to say she's the asshole. (gasps) Who's she? Sorry, OP. I mean, obviously the racist is the asshole, but like, is she really in this? It sort of feels like it's sort of just OP Mm -hmm. asking this question. Um, I would say the only person that's not the asshole is the guy who was just like, I'm just trying to make a living and I'm black and now I have to be like a pawn in y'all's game. That's fair. What What about you?
1: Well, I'm going to say that the racist lady is an asshole. I am going to say OP skews not the asshole mm. because she, because of the edit, I guess, and like realizing the air of her ways and calling her friend.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh,
1: while she did put him in a tough spot, intentionally putting him by this racist lady. That was sort of a dickish move. But I would say because of the growth, I'm going to say not the asshole.
0: Not the asshole.
1: Yeah. But slightly skewed that way. Like she had asshole tendencies, but overall but she's, not the asshole. She's
0: waiting in the not the asshole pool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Huh. All right. Um, so I guess we can move on to post number two here. On the whiteboard, um, it is called Grandma's Dirty little secret. So I'm intrigued.
1: So this post comes to us from Anon because shame. Okay.
0: Oh, God, it's a longie.
1: Would I be the asshole if I told my grandma I know her? Dirty little secret. Dirty little, little secret, secret. Dirty little secret. Okay, this sounds rough, but hear me out. My grandma has, by all accounts, been a very sweet lady for most of my life. She grew up in the South and can be a little judgmental, but she's mostly been great. Until a certain election took place and gave a public platform to opinions that she's been wise enough to keep to herself in the past. These days, she's been a nightmare to deal with. She becomes very critical of me and very condescending. I've been around long enough to know how bad immigrants have been for this country, dear. You'll understand when you're older. I'm 25 and just finished my M.D., Ph.D. I think I have the research skills to form my own opinions, Deborah, Edit. Finished high school at 15, uni done when I was 18, and M.D., Ph.D. done in seven years.
0: You're smart. We get it.
1: It's gotten so bad that I can't even walk into a room without her criticizing me. In my day, we wouldn't slouch like that or... I've never would have been so disrespectful as to contradict my elders or your generation really is the most immoral generation the world has ever seen. So here's the dilemma. A few years ago, I mentioned to my dad that I was going to take one of those ancestry DNA tests. He pulled me aside to let me know a secret he'd only recently discovered himself. His father isn't actually his father. See, my grandma had been married before and had a few children through her ex, but she divorced him and started mm-hmm. seeing my grandpa. My dad was the only child they shared, except not really. My dad found out through a DNA through this DNA kit that his half siblings are actually his full siblings. So basically, so like,
0: she did back with the guy that she had left.
1: Yeah, basically, he w- the guy she had left was his real father.
0: He, Damn, Daniel.
1: Yeah, I I had to like read back when I was reading it because I was like, what? All right. So he hasn't brought it up with his parents because there's no way my grandpa knows, and it would probably kill him to find out. It's been 58 years. He never had a relationship with his biological dad, so he sees no reason to bring it up. And for what it's worth, he's not sure my grandma even knows who my dad's father is. But the point is, she was clearly sleeping with two men at the same time. Here's where I might be the asshole. Every time my grandma has gone off on a righteousness rant, I've actively had to bite my tongue to stop myself from calling her a hypocrite. And I mentioned to my spouse that the next time Grand starts lecturing me on immortality, I have half a mind to say, hey, at least I didn't cheat on Grandpa and lie about it for almost 60 years. To be clear, I wouldn't do this with an audience. I would tell my I wouldn't tell my grandpa or anyone else. I'd just pull her aside privately and let her know that she can't keep lecturing someone who already knows which closet she hides the skeletons in. My spouse told me that I would unequivocally be the asshole and said that I should just let sleeping dogs lie and that it's better if I just keep smiling and ignoring all of grand's shitty comments because It's just generational ignorance. I disagree and think that I need to stop letting grand's tirades go unchecked.
0: Oh, you should read the edit.
1: All right, edit. See comments for more details, but Grandma doesn't have dementia and wasn't raped. I have my dad's blessing.
0: I actually think that's a really good edit because there there could be a situation in that time of... uh, Just like the year it was that there could be an abusive relationship... Um, you know, he couldn't come back and she try to sort of hide that, like something bad, like an assault or something that happened from her ex husband. But also because when people get dementia, they become dicks. And it's like, ah, what part of you is the dick? And what part of you is like the person I knew? Um, this woman just seems like a c- all around. So it's Damn, that was sort a hard of. Scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what? You should go first you picked it tell me why you picked it
1: so i don't have like my close relatives aren't like this lady so this isn't why i picked it but like we do have like different beliefs and and that's going to exist i think between like any generational difference and background yeah difference
0: even the same like race Um, or whatever
1: i do like being someone that's fairly liberal, I think it would be hard for me to, like, listen to um, this lady, especially if she was my grandma, because, like, on one hand, it would really upset me to hear these things, but also, like, they're your grandma, and you don't want to, as bad as it sounds, like, upset them by um, speaking against them. Um, But I think, like, so one problem that I have with OP is that it seems like he's, you know, stood by the comments that she's been making. And now that he's had has ammo, he's like, I'm finally going to challenge her. Mm. And I think I've always sort of been a person that's tried to, like, challenge people with when they have, like, viewpoints that I don't necessarily agree with while well, I'll be where I'll say, like, well, how about this, you know, or, like, talk about my side.
0: You've talked about that before, even with people in your own, like, personal life.
1: Yeah. So it seems to me that, like, he was sort of buying into what his wife was saying until he finally got ammo in his viewpoint of let sleeping dogs lie. Like, I'm just going to go along with her, uh, you know, tirades even though it was, like, annoying him, um, instead of, you know, trying to, like, have a discussion with her or at least talk about his viewpoint. I because, was, like, if you're going to respect her enough to, like, think about her viewpoint, you want to give her the chance to see if she's going to listen to your viewpoint before you, like, go off on her.
0: Well, I was going to say, it. I mean, we don't know for sure, and he doesn't mention that, so that's important.
1: So maybe he has. But
0: we don't, yeah, I mean, maybe he has, but it sort of seems like he hasn't. But you also don't know, like, just the level of old lady she is. She is is she like I'm going to hear you talk for a little bit, but be like child, please? Yeah. Or am I just or is she going to like literally put her fingers in her and, ears, which old women women do, and just be like, I don't have to hear this shit. I'm your grandma, you and, know. Like and
1: maybe he has like tried to talk to her because one of the uh, quotes, which may be like a generalization of the way she feels, or it could be a direct quote, is he said that she said, I never would have been so disrespectful as to contradict my elders. So, like, maybe that was in reference to a conversation he had with her. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe it's a little unfair that I'm, like, surmising, but that's what we fucking do here.
0: That's what we (laughs) do. I mean, you're surmising I'm over here being like, is it a man? I thought it was a woman. But you know what? We don't know. And it's it's sort of great because... Reddit's right, like seventy percent men, but it's nice to be like. I guess all women.
1: I guess told me my. I, I guess OP <laughs> no. said my spouse told me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I think it is I, like
1: sort of a normal thing if like it isn't referenced to like read things in perspective of of, like of your who gender you are.
0: exactly. Yeah. But that's like the fun part of it is that I get to give all these men, um, women identities because let's be honest, it's kind of a cesspool. Again, this grandma is pretty terrible and. A lot of old people are terrible. I talk about this all the time. I don't know if Austin agrees with me. I sort of just blab it. that I think you kind of get old and you just don't have to like have any new information. You don't have to f- form any new opinions. You sort of feel like you've you've had the right to whatever you feel because you've lived so long. I'm not saying that's right or not.
1: No, I think that's true. And it might be like a huge branch off, but I've seen stuff about how when you get to a certain mm-hmm. age, you don't start listening to, like, new music anymore. Yep. And so I think that could be, like, a related thing. You like stuff that was familiar to you at a certain part in your life.
0: Right. But then it also makes me think of, like, all the people that kind of sort of live in Austin's neighborhood that are, by all accounts, pretty... I mean, I guess it shouldn't be, like, liberal the rovers of conservatism. One of them's wrong. But I think more willing to be open-minded, at the very least...
1: Well, yeah. Well, open-minded could be uh, skewed towards the
0: liberal, <laughs> or
1: the perception of open-minded. Yeah, that's uh, that's a liberal person talking about liberals. <laughs> yeah, no
0: kidding. I'm um I'm not doing the best here, but I don't think. But I think that you know, shooting on probably immigrants' politics aside, might not be like the best thing to have to hear. Yeah. Um. So you made a really good point, though, about like. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what OP decided to do before they found out the quote unquote dirty little secret? And it's like, once you found that out, then did you decide, oh, I have a weapon? I'm
1: ab- finally going to confront Ryan.
0: Right. Yeah. Only when I know I can win can I fight someone.
1: Yeah. And, and like we said, may, maybe he was confronting her about this stuff, and that's why she yeah. had those quotes. Um, You know, I have a little mixed feelings because, like, on one hand, like I said, if he wasn't confronting her at all, like, I don't agree with that decision.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But on the other hand, if he had been trying to, like, talk to her about, hey, like, a lot of people don't have these viewpoints anymore and that's sort of not how the world is anymore and and she isn't listening to him and then he finally gets this ammo, I think I would also be like, fuck it, Like I'm just going to put her in her place.
0: Oh, I don't think that just because I am team OP or not doesn't mean that I wouldn't put her in her place. I totally would. And I think anybody could call me the asshole or not the asshole because it's also, there's a little bit of that just... Sort of, and maybe this is ageism thing where it's like, I would say 75% of older people, regardless, politics aside, would be like, oh, the immoral youth of today. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like that, that distrust or dislike of the generations to come
0: Promiscuous has
1: always been a thing and always will be a thing.
0: Right. And in reality, like, the facts are out there, guys. We're not having sex. Like, we're having way less sex than like people that are her age, you know?
1: Yeah. Well the and the thing that I thought was funny too when I was reading this in regards to that is she said something like his grandma apparently said something about this is the most what what was it like
0: Your generation really is the most immoral generation the world has yeah, ever seen.
1: The most immoral generation ever. Like every generation is more quote-unquote, immoral than the prior. Unless you're, like, going from the hippies of the 70s. Like, you have the hippies of the 70s, but then you have the, like, money-hungry, coke-crazed people of the 80s. True. Like, maybe 80s to the 90s, when people just became suburban and boring, like, they were a little more There's a little goth in moral. there.
0: So some satanic
1: But, worship, like, on the quote, most unquote. part, every generation becomes more liberal Like, it skews that way over time. Like, calm down, Gran. Like, surely, like, you, for your generation, you were wearing dresses that were, like, halfway up your calves instead of
0: at your ankles. Yeah, maybe you wore a one-piece to the beach. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. I'm just, I kind of want, I want the fallout. So I would be like, do it. Kind of the fact that she just said that immortality comment. you're Immoral. Br- oh, sorry, immortality.
1: <laughs> Slightly different things. Slightly
0: different. Um, the immoral comment. It's like, well, I think that OP is coming from, yeah, like a salty place. But also like just over the stupidity of these comments. And it's like, I have something that will shut her up. And if that's the way they're going about it, that it's like, She's not gonna really talk anymore, then it's like, I think if they're coming from that angle, then it's okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah,
1: I mean, like, it's not maybe like, you're not, maybe she's at a point where you're not gonna change her mind, you just want to shut her up. Yeah,
0: like, I think that might be the better way to go about and it. That's here. fair. And I also think that without an audience is a hundred percent, like you said, the best way to go because to do it in front of people, it's just gonna cause us a, a, a fucking. A, tantrum someone's
1: gonna get upset that you're attacking grandma instead of like actually realizing that grandma
0: sucks right so it's a hypocrite i would say say it to her but i would say play her game don't do the like what do you do you think that you saying this is wrong considering you cheated on grandpa i would just like hug her and then pull her in and whisper into her ear and be like And like something like that. Damn,
1: that's diabolical. Oh,
0: I would be such a bitch about it, and I would. This
1: is the total difference between like women and men. And I
0: would be like, (laughs) if you don't want me to tell anybody, then I would suggest you not say anything anymore.
1: Damn, that's straight like manipulative, evil conniving perfection. Then I would
0: smile at her, and then I would go and hug my mom. That is literally what I would do.
1: (laughs) Man, that's great. Yeah, that's the total difference between (laughs) guys and girls. Because I would never think of something like that witty and, like, stab in the back-ish. It would just be like, when we're by ourselves, I'd be like, shut the fuck up, Grandma. Like, I know about your cheating ass. Maybe with not so much cussing. But But essentially that. I know, and you might not know, but the reality is... It happened. (laughs) Your ex was Dad's real dad. And so... All your, like, moral high ground shit is a bunch of bullshit. So shut the fuck up and don't say all that shit in front of me. Granny. <laughs> Gran.
0: I've been too watching too many shows. <laughs> I just think it would be good. OP, I... I'm and gonna- y'all
1: probably didn't even use condoms back then.
0: Oh, my God. What were condoms back then? Sheepskin? I think they had them. No, they, they definitely did. That was, like... That's what I'm saying. That was the era. That was the era of like unprotected sex and Woodstock and like I mean, I don't actually know. Maybe not she could his be like grandma, yeah, that was before. That, that was before then. But like still. I'm not trying to hate. I'm just saying that the the perception of a white dress while you're getting married is stupid. But if we're going by her logic, I don't think she earned it. Anyway. So <laughs> OP, I don't think you're the you would not be the asshole if you told her to herself and didn't hold it over her that you were going to tell anybody else and that you were doing it sort of just to shut her up and and just to like stop dealing with this bullshit. You don't really have the moral high ground either, by the way. Does that make sense? I mean, maybe you know what I mean.
1: I say OP, not the asshole.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Okay, this comes to us from silver-adad-3839. Am I the asshole for not wanting to delay my retirement so my wife can retire sooner? I have been with my wife for almost 10 years, married for five. Early on in our relationship, I told her one of my goals was to retire early and devote myself to my hobbies. I decided to do this in my 20s and adhered to the fire mythologies. Don't know what that shit is. Although at the time, I didn't know it was called that. Over the years, I sacrificed many things in pursuit of this goal. I minimized eating out, forewent expensive vacations, strictly budgeted my expe- expenditures, worked long hours to get promotions and bonuses, etc. Anyways, I am coming up on 45, and by my calculations, I have plenty between savings, 401k, stocks, etc. saved up to retire early, about 2.5 million and live off the interest alone. I should know I had to live over half that amount when we oh okay, sorry, I should know I had a little over half that amount when we got married. I decided I would like to retire at the end of the year. My wife and I each work, no kids and split all expenses. We each contribute to our own retirement accounts and then pull a determined amount each month together to pay bills and do mutual activities. Under my plan, I would still make my contribution to our joint account and we would split all bills like we always have. The issue is my wife was never much of a saver and as such has a small retirement account. She is asking me to continue working and put the money towards her retirement. I feel she is asking a lot because that means delaying the goal I've worked towards for so long by around five years. I hate my job, but the pay is great, so I've been biting the bullet and working there long hours. I feel slighted because she never made the sacrifices I did to save aggressively, and now wants me to sacrifice more so she can get the same benefits as me. Am I the asshole if I refuse to delay my retirement so she can also retire early?
1: This is so hard.
0: I, I feel like I picked this so that I, um, just in case I want to back out, I can back out now.
1: This <laughs> is <laughs> the perfect, recently the engaged Am I the Asshole post to pick.
0: Perfect one. How was the so hard?
1: <sighs> as you were reading to me, I'm just like thinking so many things. From, normally, like, when we read these, mm-hmm. I sort of, you can get the trend of the post from early on and sort of have a decision. And as it's going with this one, I'm just like, whoa, up and down, up and down with how I think about it.
0: But it was sort
1: of, it was sort of like as the, I, I was having questions about facts and then they were coming in. So I was happy about OP providing like all the things I was asking for. Um, oh man, where to start? Start me somewhere. Re, like the, the, the very beginning.
0: I've been with my wife for almost 10 years, married for five. Early in our relationship, I told her one of my goals is to retire early and devote myself to my hobbies.
1: Okay. So that's perfect. So you're reading that, and I think, okay, well, this guy said from the beginning in their relationship that this was one of his life goals. Okay. Something that he had been committed to from before their marriage.
0: Putting it all out there when you need to before you get married,
1: right? And I there's think that's admirable. And there's a lot of things in marriage that you need to talk about before you get married, and like finances is one of the big things.
0: I think retirement might be one now too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So I think that that's fair. So if I remember correctly, he goes on to talk about like, you know, how he's been preparing for this,
0: mm-hmm. what uh, he's been
1: doing, right? You what he's know. been saving, right, and and sacrificing doing a lot of things that younger people would like to do, you yeah. know, going out, going on vacations. And he was, like, grinding the whole way. And yeah. so if you're real, I think if you're really committed to retiring early, like, that stuff is really admirable. I don't think that, I think one version of me could do this. But I don't think. Do you mean
0: the version that, like, never had friends? I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, the, ver- the version of you that, like, just sort of bunker down like once at like mine. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I think I could have friends and still be like that. I
0: mean, I'm obviously stretching it, but you know, yeah, things come up and yeah.
1: I I just think like I I don't know what version of me it is, but I think there is. I a,
0: hope it's not any version.
1: <laughs> I think a version of me could be like this. The idea of like retiring early is. To a part of me is is really cool, you know. And it and and it and that might differ depending on how you achieve that goal. Like if it's like for my present me and real me, like the means that he has to go to to achieve that, like I don't like because like I want to enjoy my entire life and like have fun while I'm young and when I'm old. Yeah. So like you know, I don't wouldn't do that, but I can understand it and you know, respect it.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Um, and, and retirement is this sort of huge goal where you're, you know, and, and I think I'm sort of coming from a biased point of view. And I say this as like a sort of punchline at parties, but I don't think I'll ever retire because I just never thought that retirement was a thing. And that's probably because I want to like, you know, be I, a writer, but it's like, I don't be- like, I don't believe in retiring for myself. <laughs> So, when people just like talk about retiring so early, I'm just like thrown. Well,
1: also, you're, I think you're a unique individual in that your uh, passion is creative. Yeah. And it's also something that you have always wanted to be your career and like life's work.
0: Yeah. So, so whether I'm still do at
1: it. what point in your life, no matter what, that's something that you would always continue doing.
0: Yeah, that's true. I might like take off like a, two, a year or two if I like have made a lot of money on something. Right. But yeah.
1: Whereas, like, OP or myself, like, you, whether or not why you went into your job,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's solely a job to you.
0: Like, yeah. it's something
1: that you do to make money. Which a lot of people can relate to, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it's like, you know, he's not there because he loves it.
0: And he says that. But then let's, so let's, let's we, we see right. how that, so, they have so no kids mo- also. Right,
1: they have no kids. That's important. they He moves along and, you know, he doesn't mention it directly. But one thing that I wanted to say, which I was thinking and grappling with in the post is, You know, you could have these plans, but when you get married, like, plans change. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he might have had these life plans, and yes, he did. They discussed them early in their relationship, which, as we said, is, like, the right thing to do. But when you get married, not everything works out as how you had foreseen it when you were single or before you were unmarried. Right. Like you have to make adjustments for the person that you're with.
0: I sort of think the whole point of marriage and and if you if and again we don't know too much of the backstory. So he told her, but what was her reaction? What had they sort of ultimately decided on? And what was their marriage coming across as if they were both very individualistic which it sort of seems like with the bills they pay from their separate accounts and stuff that's sort of um, I guess a little bit different than the way a lot of people would approach marriage or want to approach marriage but I just have one sort of question he talks or comment he talks about all the things he didn't get to do did he not do these with his wife it's like I never I didn't really eat out i didn't really do this it's like so i just want to know was your wife paying for all the things like when you didn't want to do that and were you benefiting off of them or were you really just living this crazy separate married life like it's a marriage
1: my my impression from reading through the lines and like trying to figure out who this type of guy is is that before they were married he was not doing any of those things. And because he was so driven towards this goal, they were not doing them when they were married either.
0: Yeah. I mean, he just say, I sacrificed many things in pursuit of this goal. I minimized each." So out. like,
1: like they were not going out as a couple and doing things. Maybe she would go out with her friends and like she would pay for that stuff. I mean, I, but yeah. So I, I think about this in like two ways. In one way, if they both, you know, and this is a post that I think it's really hard because we only have one perspective. Mm -hmm. Some of them, it's a little easier to surmise from one side because it's more blatant, like some of the ones that we've already read. Yeah, But some of them, I think you really need both perspectives. So if this couple, if they're both truly okay with this, you know, we're going to save separately... Um, we're going to split things equitably, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's fine. That's their prerogative. That's who they are as people. That's who they are as a couple. You know, if this was his thing more so than hers, where he insisted on them splitting things and saving separately, then that's not really a, you know, equal grounds relationship. And that's that could be where you know, some some words from the other side would come in.
0: So what you're saying basically is, like, if he hadn't really talked to her about this that much, you would see where she was coming from?
1: Or if they hadn't really agreed on it more so. Like, I have a feeling, he, like he said, he told her in the beginning, I want to retire early.
0: And then just maybe not have ever brought it up again?
1: Or if, no, just all of it. Like, if the um retiring early having our own individual savings splitting bills not having like a conjoined account right if that was all him and none of her agreement then like i would understand why she would be a little upset
0: the fact of the matter is i mean like i guess actually what i agree about in a marriage is not these people's uh that doesn't matter
1: right and i um, i don't agree with how they did it either
0: finances right like, i don't
1: agree with their financial it's approach like, why uh, did
0: you i kind of feel like why the fuck did you guys get married Do you, well, you should
1: have just like i mean a lot of people would say marriage is more than the money it's because you like love each other yeah
0: but i don't think you like he doesn't really love her that much <laughs> i don't know Honestly, i think
1: this is skewing to, like you're showing your cards in your opinion Which is fine. that's the
0: whole point of the fucking podcast.
1: uh, All all I was trying to say was, like, there's two ways this can go. One way is they agreed on this financial approach to, like, saving separately and, you know, spending their money how they wanted to individually but splitting bills. Yeah. And if that is their approach, then I have – I'm going to show my cards too – like, not as much of an issue with what O.P. – once out of retirement and why he's upset with his wife. If, on the other hand, he sort of, like, pushed this all on her and she was not about it and, like, he didn't listen to her perspective, then, like, one, they have, like, a issue re- as a couple, but I'm also, like, not as on, on board with why he's asking, is he an asshole? Yeah. Does that make sense? No,
0: I totally understand what you're saying. I feel like Austin's, like, thinking that I'm just, like... It's just that... No,
1: no, I'm not thinking... Like, I completely get where you're saying. I was just trying to lay out why, like, I could... Like, on this post of, like, all posts, I could really go in two different directions. Yeah. And it's because we don't know what her side is.
0: Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just also sort of feel like there's... um, And I get it if he's a person that's, like, been continuing to talk about, you know, what he is doing for his future self. But... It sort of comes across as like, well, it's her fault for not being saving as much as me. Retiring at forty five with two point five million. It's like, so how cheap are you? You know, like it's. But that,
1: but that's also like cheap is like a subjective to the person type of thing. Oh,
0: it definitely is. But I see both sides, as you said. But it sort of just feels like he's like leaving his wife, just kind of hanging out there. Not even, not even because he won't work more for her to retire earlier, but just sort of because the way that he talks about her spending and not like, it's sort of just like, I talk about this a lot. And that, uh, that being some of the reason why I say things as like a higher than thou attitude. And it sort of comes across that way. Not even... I'm not saying that he has to go and, you know, work more years. I feel like if I was um, his wife, I would be like, well, that sort of sucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely does come across as a higher than thou attitude, but also if you're someone that's like devoted your life to this, like one initiative and then somebody else doesn't care as much about it, like you're going to value like the work that you did to get to that point. You know,
0: I get that he values it. It's just, it's just sort of interesting because if I'm being completely honest here, it's like, so you never, you don't really, how much time do you spend with your wife while you're married? And now that you're uh, retired, you're not going to spend any time with her either. It's I mean, just,
1: I don't <laughs> know why you're like thinking that. Like,
0: I don't know. You're just, just
1: saying he was working, but that doesn't mean they're, they're not spending time together.
0: But I think this is neither am I the asshole or not the asshole consensus as the first comment, so I will read it. Okay. So not proving any of our points right now. Uh, eesh, everyone sucks here. You and your wife are not on the same financial page for over 5 to 10 years. Find an appropriate compromise and or get a divorce and likely be forced to compromise.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I think I do too.
1: I Yeah, that's a... Very good summary of, I think, what I was thinking between my two scenarios is they don't have like a, it's clear that they haven't, for the duration of their marriage and relationship before that, haven't had a good understanding of like what each other want.
0: Also, I think, and I I saw it briefly, it's like, so what is the, what is the earning potential Like, for example, Austin and I make totally different amounts of money, me being, like, way less. And I think it's sort of shitty to, like, marry someone and be like, well, I married you and you knew you were making less. If if that's the case, mm -hmm. you know, and then being like, sorry. I was
1: thinking about that while we were discussing it because he did say, well, she wants me to work five years longer than I anticipated so that she can retire earlier. But I feel like it's important information to know, okay, on one hand, someone would say, well, asking your spouse to do like five years more of something they didn't want to do is a big ask. Oh, yeah. But also, it's important to know like, okay, you have to work five years longer for her to retire earlier. Does that mean she doesn't have to work for 20 more years? Or does that mean that she can, like, she was only going to work five more years, but if you work five more years, like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I just think it's also... It's
1: exactly what that person was saying, like earning potential or, or what you were saying, you know, makes is a has a big part in this that I don't think he talked about.
0: I sort of feel like if he was earning less, he also would have brought that up and been like, I'm earning less and I still save more right, money. yeah. And it's like, well, that's no one's fault of anyone's own, like, who makes more money or who doesn't. I mean, I guess you could say it is. But the reality also is is that like well you married her knowing what she's making
1: right because i because i think for example like if i say i was gonna you know say it's not fucking I possible but say <laughs> i was gonna retire today and you weren't gonna retire for 20 years but if i worked for five more years you could retire in like seven years i think i would do that because that would be like more time that we could both be retired together but that's
0: what i'm trying to say, and, and he so that he never talks about his I know, wife and I him think, doing anything I together. Think, it's weird.
1: Well, <laughs> it might. Be, uh, yeah, it might be weird. It's
0: like just a friendship where it's like, oh, I'll see you when you retire.
1: Well, he, <laughs> he, he also might like his personality might be someone to not include that in the post because he doesn't think that that's like relevant stuff. I because different people read things different ways.
0: I totally agree. I this is try- why
1: I'm like. I'm like going on a limb so much for this guy I like because I really do
0: the crap of this because guy.
1: I really do think that like this guy is like an alternate universe version of myself. Like I could see myself going down this path.
0: Well, I don't wouldn't say yes to that alternate. And that's universe. completely fair. Of you. That's
1: completely fair. <laughs> that is on record. And you don't have to. <laughs> and you didn't. So that's why I was saying from the beginning, like big if this was something they talked about and they were like, we're going to do it and she was on board with it. We're going to do our finances separately and I want to retire at this age and whatever. This has been my life goal and she was cool with that. Then I could understand him being upset at the end when she's like, hey, can you extend this for five years and work at your job you don't like? I do think it is a much greater chance, however, that this was like sort of his thing and driven about why they had separate finances And she was sort of forced into it and she realized like, Hey, this would be cool also if I could retire early. So could you work a little longer? And, so, I understand that side of it, and I think that that's the greater chance that it happened.
0: I'm gonna go with everyone sucks here as much as I want to go with OP's the asshole. I'm just gonna go with everyone sucks about the wife like you you gotta ask these questions earlier if this if he's really presenting you as how you are, like you sort of agreed to this also. I'm not saying it's the best agreement, but like he's kind of signed your name on the dotted line literally when you said I do.
1: So I'm going to rule it in instance of the two scenarios that I laid out because I do think it's a big thing. Scenario one where they discussed it and like their financial situation of how they approach bills and their own stuff. If they both agreed on it, then like he's not the asshole. That's like his life goal. If your life goal is to retire early, like yeah. some people might call that boring, but... I think that's a cool life goal.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: You know, in that situation, I would say OP is not the asshole. Because these were all terms, if you want to call it, like stuff they talked about in their relationship and in their marriage. Scenario two, which I think is more likely, is that, you know, he informed her in the beginning that this is what he wanted, but she never really felt great about it, and then they never talked about it again. And... She was never truly on board with it. And then she realized, like, hey, I would like to retire early also, and it's possible if he works a little bit longer. Um, and then he was not happy with that. I think in that situation, he's the asshole because he never really He was reached,
0: hoping she didn't like.
1: Right. Like, he never really made sure that she was cool with this Scenario, and also he never truly talked about her about like her financial goals for the future. It it sort
0: of feels like if that is the case, and I agree with you, but if it is a situation, it sort of feels like you're like hiding something, like not wanting a kid or something, and then just not telling someone in hopes that like it doesn't get brought up. I feel like there's a a couple of those out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, finances is a huge thing that any couple needs to talk about. When they're getting married.
0: (laughs) This is our TED talk. Come to us next (laughs) week. As an unmarried couple. As an unmarried couple (laughs) while we literally discuss our finances on air. Can you imagine? You know what? Fuck this podcast. That is a podcast. If anybody has the fucking balls to put their premarital counseling on a podcast. I'm
1: sure there's some like relationship advice thing out there where people talk through that.
0: All right, so this is the last post. We gotta get uh, we gotta get to it, otherwise we're gonna break a, a record here on time. So uh, it is post number four, and as I mentioned before, I like to kind of read what I put on the whiteboard, and it's called "Why Sorry Wife's BFF Divorce," whatever that means.
1: So post number four comes to us from AITA underscore Nuclear Ooh, Bomb. You like a good underscore. That's good. Underscore. Am I the asshole for possibly causing a divorce in my wife wife's thirty one female best friend's thirty two female marriage? Uh, I I was just sighing because they were repeating the age in like the first n- next few words.
0: I hate the. I honestly, if the age isn't needed, it's not needed. Maybe it is here, but it's yeah. not needed twice. Jesus. No, it's
1: not really needed in this post. My wife, thirty one female, and Amy, thirty two female. Our best friends for about fifteen years. About two months ago, Amy gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Me, thirty-four, male, and my wife have four children: three female, four female, ma- f- four male, six female. This is what I'm saying. None so of these un- ages are needed. You un- have needed.
0: four children. They're small. Let's move mm-hmm. on.
1: So-, so we've been we have been helping Amy and her husband Jake, twenty-nine, male, because we know how hard and stressful the first few months with a newborn can be, specifically because they are first-time parents. My wife planned a girls' night at our house and invited her friends. She does that once a month. When my wife hosts those nights at our place, I usually go out with some of my friends to a nearby bar. Amy and Jake moved to our city around one year ago because Amy wanted to stay close to her parents and she had a better job opportunity in our town. Since they moved here, Jake has no family or friends nearby, except me, so I decided to invite him to come with my other friends to the bar. Jake is very shy and reserved. He doesn't talk a lot, but he is a great guy. When we arrived at the bar, I tried to push Jake a little to interact with other guys, but his answers were always short and simple, and then I told the rest of the guys that Jake was a first-time father and that his daughter was born two months ago, and finally a conversation that Jake seemed to engage. The other guys in my friend group are a bit older than me, so most of them are are parents. And things were going pretty well until a friend told us that the first time he thought, holy shit, I am a dad, was when he cutted the cord after his wife gave birth.
0: Did he say cutted the cord?
1: Yeah, the grammar in this is not great.
0: Okay, sorry. Is that why you're you're struggling? Yeah. But not, it it is the grammar. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) So he said, "Holy!" The first time he thought, "Holy shit!" I'm a dad Sorry. is when he cut the cord after his wife gave birth, which I think is like sidebar. I think a lot of like dads have said this. You don't like go through the pregnancy, so oh, you're like, "Oh, totally that's a thing." Out. It's
0: like when a, a yeah. mom becomes a baby, and she has her child. Dad becomes yeah. a baby, sees his kid. Yeah. yeah.
1: After hearing this, Jake went a bit silent and said he wasn't present at the delivery room when his wife gave birth. Then he asked us if that was a big deal and if he missed a lot not being there. Well, the consensus on the table was that being able to watch our children being delivered to this world was one of the most important moments in the life of a father, and that, yes, he has missed a huge thing, and that he lost one of the hugest milestones in a marriage. After that, Jake went a bit quiet and left shortly after. I think all of that was one sentence. 2 days later Jake asked me if he can stay with me for a few days because he needed a bit of space from Amy. Amy called my wife crying and she went to her house to talk with her a bit. After talk with her a bit, after that Jake arrived at our home and that's when he told me that he wanted to be in the delivery room, but with COVID restrictions only one person was allowed and Amy chose her mom. Apparently he tried to argue with her but she was adamant and in the end he was not allowed in the birth room. Jake told Amy what he heard at the bar. They got in a big fight, and currently Jake is considering a divorce. Needless to say that Amy is furious at me and my wife, and my wife is currently giving me the silent treatment. She said that I probably ended their marriage. I feel really bad with this whole thing, specifically with a baby in the middle. Am I the asshole?
0: You should read the edit.
1: Edit, Jake is a surgical nurse. He had helped to to deliver other people's babies. I guess that this adds
0: salt to the wound. You know, my dad, not in the birthing room for my sister, seems to be a pretty great fucking dad. For Amanda? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. In the 80s, you could not be in the fucking room. This is not, this is what pisses me off about- They,
1: They didn't allow parents
0: in? They never, they until, like, I think, I want to say, Amanda, they might have, but he wasn't, I don't know if he, he was only there for a bit. Up until the mid-80s, dad could not be in a room. Oh, wow. So, like, that's what pisses me off about this post. Like, well, the, uh, it's just, it, that was, it's not a normal, it wasn't, like, a I don't think it's saying.
1: fair, yeah, back then, but with these people, it was standard. So, I don't think it's fair to say privilege because, like.
0: But they're privileged you, because of COVID.
1: Okay, yeah, with...
0: That's a huge part of it. In coincidence
1: to OP, but also, like, I don't think it's fair to say, like, that wasn't the norm before because it is the norm now. There are a lot of things that weren't the norm before that are the norm now.
0: I'm just saying, I think that, like, I totally understand, or I rather I don't, but I get the emotional impact of, like, being there when your child is delivered if you're not the one having the child. But, like, there are... 10 billion amazing fathers out there who weren't in the room when their kid was delivered. And I think that's awful and it sucks, but it doesn't make you, quote unquote, like less of a dad. And to me, like there's the aspect of COVID in here. If it was like this guy's wife just didn't want him in the room, I would be like, that's a little weird. He can be in there and you didn't want him in there. That's just like, What's your relationship? You don't want him staring at your vagina when it rips. Like, I get it. But, like, he can't be there holding your hand. But if you can only pick one person, to me, that's, like, such a big difference. Because, I, I mean, I don't, you know, plan to have a kid. But having your mom who has been with you your entire life and who's also been through the birthing process and who's had you is able to calm you down I think and like know what you're going through maybe a little bit more than like your husband I'm not saying one of them is right than the other because like your husband like that's your kid too but I'm just saying like these guys sort of piss me off because they sort of beat a guy down while he didn't have the opportunity to be in there because of what's going on
1: so I don't I sort of disagree there because I don't think that they were beating him down. I think they were saying, like, their truth. That in their experience, like, being there for their child or children being born was, like, the biggest point of their lives of being a parent. And, you know, I, I would have to read it again, but I don't know if they knew it was, like, immediately if it was due to COVID, I think.
0: Actually, now that I'm reading it, I don't think they knew. So there that's that's definitely a bigger
1: Right. That's definitely and so, like, it makes
0: more sense now. You're
1: out like drinking with yeah. your friends and he's like, I wasn't in the room, is that not a big deal? Or is that a big deal? Like I think it's understandable they're like, Yeah, like
0: I think it's you a good thing.
1: You hear a lot of parents say, like and a lot of men say, like the moment that I held my child was like a life changing moment.
0: But I think you still get that if you're not in the room.
1: Right it's but not, it's, but it's as, I but I do think it's different.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely different.
1: The reason that I haven't talked about the covid aspect is because I think that we think about it differently and that I think it's like really messed up that this lady has only allowed one person in the room and she chose her mom over her life partner like they're married. This isn't like her boyfriend and she's not committed to him and they had a baby and she needs – she wants slash needs her mother there. Like this is the person that she's committed to her life to and she's not comfortable with having him in the room as the one person when her child is born. I think that that's bad.
0: I don't think think that... that No, I completely disagree with it. I don't think that it's not that she's not comfortable with him. I think that it's not a situation where you can swap out people during COVID. And it's the one person that she knows that can give her what she needs in that moment is her mother. Because...
1: And and that's completely fair and we are obviously thinking about it from like different gender roles Mm -hmm. but i think it's messed up that like she is not allowing like the father to have this moment in their lives together to be there when his first child maybe only child is born
0: it's not that i don't understand where you're coming from but it's also like in this situation the person who's like birthing a child gets to pick the person they want there with them like and it's not like as if she picked like her best friend or picked like uh her cousin. Like she picked her mother, and that's sort of different to me. It's not like it's just somebody random. And I think I come from it from also a point of view where But like, like
1: her mom has already had that.
0: But that's the po- That's exactly the point. It's not a life experience to her. It's who's gonna help her, like
1: But it's like have- taking that away from him.
0: Yeah, but it's not about him at that point. It's about, like, how she can, like...
1: I would argue that it's about the both of them.
0: I... Well, I think that's what are a Guy.
1: Okay, so we're going to disagree on this. I don't think that's going to change. But how do we feel about OP? I just think in the scenario of where you can only have one person, I do think, like, I think that there's a slight there to not allow the other spouse, the other parent of the kid to be in... Present...
0: I mean, I... I
1: do, I completely get the, you know, comfortability and everything that is involved in birthing a child and the stress and the pain and, like, the scaredness, if that's a word, of the moment and that a mother might be able to provide more comfort than, like, a man because of the effeminate aspect and the motherly aspect. And, like, obviously she's been there if she's had you. But I do, as a man, have an issue with, like not being able to be there.
0: I totally get that. And I would 100% vouch for that fact in any way. And I'm like, and I also like, I think I have to like sell myself here. I'm all about like father's rights in every aspect. It's just a different time right now. It's a weird time. So I think we're not going to agree on that. But you said to talk about OP.
1: Yeah. So how do we, because in the end, we're judging if OP is an asshole for, I guess, like, Putting in motion this conversation.
0: About divorce? That's the craziest part to me. And that might be why I'm so heated. So you're going to divorce this woman that you, I mean, obviously committed yourself to at one point. But also, like, the mother of your child. And it sort of seems like you're you're doing that based off of, um, like, this rage you're feeling that you guys can work out. But you're like, we can't. I'm done. Like, it sort of feels... Well,
1: no, I mean... Again, as a guy, I could see his viewpoint of feeling like not respected that my wife didn't or baby mama didn't want to like allow me to be with her for that life changing moment of having a kid and instead like picking somebody else to be there. I think that that could be telling about their relationship.
0: I don't, you know what? I don't think it's, I don't think it's telling, but I do think it's telling if it ends it, if like it leads to an actual conversation about a divorce, because but, I don't think that that's a, that's like that is one thing, but it might be like mixed or with with more things.
1: But again, we're not judging if that guy is an asshole. We're judging if OP is an asshole just for talking about this.
0: That's true. But you also went through 35 scenarios in the last post, and I get to be silenced?
1: But this is why I wanted to pick this post, because I thought there was a lot of discussion in there. Whether or not I think, like, OP's side is a little more straightforward, that that was part of the reason why I wanted to pick this.
0: OP's not the asshole for talking about this
1: like li- literally op just said he's a new father and it spurred this conversation
0: i don't think and op like did everything like he should like invited his friend and tried to give him a, like a sort of night off from like new fatherhood and etc whatever but i do think that he was kind of i think he was a kind of like an asshole if he went and and was like, oh, if you weren't in the room, that makes all the difference. Because even if you think that, even if you think it, and that's totally fine to think it,
1: right? You don't want to would, like beat the guy why down. Why would you?
0: Exactly what I was trying to say when you were like, yeah. you to beating the guy down. Like that's exactly what I was trying to say. Is why would you continue to be like, oh, you really weren't there? That makes all the difference. I sort of feel like these guys were the one that gave this other guy a complex honestly i mean it's half and half right I, but well like so it, it exaggerated may exaggerated it. it
1: it may be the way that he wrote it but in the way that he wrote it he just sort of mentioned to try to get him involved in the group that he was a recent father and then he said the, per- the first person that made a comment about like you know, being in the room was not him, it was a friend. And then it was, like, group consensus that it was, like, a big life-changing moment. Unless, like, OP was really, like, everyone was, like, you know, waving it off to be kind to the guy, and OP was like, no, this is a really big deal. Like, we all need to talk about our experiences because he missed out on it and needs to understand this. Like, that would be an asshole move. But at least in the way that he wrote it, I don't think that that's necessarily what happened.
0: I also feel like I, we've talked. We talked about this earlier in the podcast. Guys are a lot obviously different than women, or men are a lot different than women. Where I feel like m- women would sort of just be like, "Oh, I mean, like it just really depends on what you like make of it after." Blah 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 blah. Whereas guys are gonna be like, "Yeah, it's a big deal," and it's like the tact is like lost. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's more di- like direct, I guess
0: but OP I do not think that you're the asshole based on everything that you said. However, I want to go on the record and say that I really don't think anyone here is the asshole except I think Jake just needs to like take a step back because he's hurt, but I'm not yeah. the asshole. Either. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think OP is the asshole. I think um the birth thing was like a tricky situation with COVID as you said. And, like, I understand that in the birthing process, she thought her mother would bring her more comfort. That makes complete sense than her husband, Jake. And so that's, like, a really tough situation because of COVID. And so I'm not going to blame anyone there. Um And also, I don't think that like Jake was as upset until like all these other people talked about it, which I do think is like sort of fair. Because if you hear if you don't have an experience and then you hear people talking about the meaningfulness of that experience to them, then you would feel sad that you missed out on this thing that could potentially be like a highlight of your life. Mm -hmm. So I understand him being upset and like, obviously, I don't want these people to get divorced because of this. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Don't
0: get divorced.
1: But, like, I mean, people get upset and, like, are turbulent, and then they're fine. And maybe that's their personality, hopefully, and they'll be fine.
0: I literally thought Austin was going to say, people get divorced for a lot less. And I was like, no, No. Austin.
1: So I guess in the, like, nature of the podcast, I'll say, like, that couple, everyone sucks. But uh, because on one hand, she didn't. She didn't pick him to be there, which I've voiced my disagreements on, but also and that... I get that. But also that, like, he's, like, considering a divorce because of this. So, but yeah, okay. OP, I would say unequivocally not the asshole. It's
0: a big word to throw around divorce after you have a freaking newborn.
1: Yeah, I think it's just all the emotions <laughs> S- of all of that.
0: And on that note, you just watched the season premiere, or rather, you just listened to the season premiere of am i the asshole season two episode one
1: we really gave you the the length on this one i was
0: gonna say we kind of gave you a season premiere some would say this is when i sort of wish i watched 24 so that i could play 24 music right now
1: it was a great show that is a show as we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. season one it would have been fun just one season
0: that's what I'm saying there's so many shows that need to like have the balls to go out on season one
1: and not that the I don't know how many seasons they there ended up being but I know the second one was not bad and it was still like held true to the story but like at some point you're like come on this guy has to sleep give like how a, many 24 hours give can us your he best be
0: jingle of twenty four
1: it's like isn't it like It's just the second, it's the ticking, right? It's like, dun, dun.
0: Oh, I don't know. That's why I asked you. This isn't text.
1: Like, yeah, the episode would always end with the clock ticking up to the next hour, like, dun.
0: That makes sense. And it would show the time.
1: And then intermittently throughout the episode, like usually around commercial breaks, you would see the, the clock timer like, dun, dun, dun. And it was like some deep tone like that but then you're going to have multiple seasons. Like how many days can this guy stay awake?
0: You, Yeah. I mean, you said that, but like, you know what? If you're in that, uh, that type of career, you bring it like you, you you're awake for three or four days and then you just sort of pass out for two. or three. You
1: can't have that dialogue and thought process after being along for that long. That's bullshit. I don't I, care who you are.
0: <laughs> so if you have any asshole cards that you want us to read, any of your real life, scenarios. If you thought, am I the asshole in the situation or was that person the asshole in the situation? Email us at you'retheahole at gmail.com. That is your spelled the right way. The spelled the right way. A-H-O-L-E at gmail.com.
1: You also can hit us up on Twitter uh, with the same annotation, hole. That's our Twitter handle. If you got comments, if you've got suggestions, if you've got critiques, if you've got, again, scenarios you want us to judge or asshole cards, we would love those.
0: And um, even a shitty summary.
1: Yes, a shitty summary suggestion as well. If you've got um, what-are-you-drinking-today suggestions, Ooh. if you are a potential what-are-the-drinking-today sponsor, slide into those DMs. We are really striving to be more active on the socials this season. So we would love um, interaction from any listeners.
0: I think that is, again, my non-empty promise to all the listeners out there is to actually post on the Twitter and sort of get ourselves out there just so that we can have like a healthy following. Let's shoot for modesty.
1: Very modest.
0: Anything else?
1: I would just say... As I like to always say, if you've listened this long, thank you very much. (laughs) You know, if you've listened to prior episodes and came back again, thank you.
0: Um, Do you want to plug anything really quickly before we head out? I want to plug voting.
1: Oh, I plug voting.
0: I plug voting, um, and I plug wearing your mask while you vote.
1: Oh, I like this. So I never really have personal things to plug, but maybe life things to plug would be fun for every episode.
0: Sure.
1: I plug having civil discussions with gran about her inherent biases and i plug supporting local peeps i like
0: that eat local drink local
1: listen local local. local. (laughs) local. (laughs) 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 if you've listened this long you're not the asshole